Hello, and welcome to a week 11 edition of Establish the Bets. My name is Adam Levitan. Each and every Friday night this season, I am joined by Matthew Davidow of Tech Prism of The Huddle to talk all things betting, size, and totals for the season. For those of you who don't know Matt, he's on the other side of the counter now, B2B operation, setting lines, taking on all comers. You want to bet? Matt's your man. You want to bet a lot? Matt's your man. How's it going tonight? Good. Good to see you, Adam. I want to go back to last week. Oh, before we get into it, by the way, new states are coming on. Mm. Maryland, uh, Ohio are about to be uh, legalized. Don't be a dummy and think you're above bonus whoring. I'm not above bonus whoring. Matt's not above bonus whoring. No one's above bonus whoring. Okay, they're Take giving, your free money. Take your free money. They are giving you $1,000 just to sign up. And some of these sites have woeful lines. And I, Matt can't say it. I'll say it. Some of these sites are just copying what Matt does. You can have a minute, five-minute delay after Matt moves a line until some of these other sites move on. So they're going to pay you to sign up. And you're going to get these stale, laggy lines from some of these books. Go to establishyourrun.com. We do have all the offers by state up there if you're in Maryland. Or Ohio, there is pre-registration available. Okay. I want to go back to last week for a second here, Matt. I had no idea that Matt Ryan was going to start. And I think I'm pretty tuned in to what's going on in the NFL. I hear stuff that maybe isn't even public all the time. I didn't hear one thing about Jeff Saturday going to Sam Ellinger. However, however, the line did move a bunch. And maybe the opener was weak or whatever. I saw six and a half to start. I saw Then I saw four and a half. Did the public or did sharp bettors or did bookmakers or whoever, did people actually know that Matt Ryan was going to end up starting this game? And what do you think happened with that game in general? Well, first off, I, my my uh, kind of read on the Colts coaching, causing them offensive problems was clearly, clearly wrong in that game. Shout out to uh, you know, Adam Chernoff, who I think was all over that. I think that, that like if they played the game tomorrow, the line would be like two and a half, not four and a half. So you know, the Colts were like clearly the better team, let alone catching four and a half. Uh, to answer the Matt Ryan question, it was very known that Matt Ryan was playing on game day. Right. Uh, I don't have any like I, I didn't see it anywhere, but everybody I knew was like, oh yeah, Matt Ryan's starting. Uh, we <laughs> we saw some we saw some prop bets on uh, under on early Jared. I, I saw I saw him hit the bet ticker, and I. I made a I made a comment in our trade box so like you know oh here's a point to talk about you know because the worst thing you could do is a you know market maker because you know, the rule is you know a guy takes one snap and you know that's good enough mm-hmm. you know obviously betting early Drender was a, a pretty good bet Sunday they stuck him in for one goal line play all those bets with one I don't think he played a snap if I remember right but uh, he did not yeah he did not that so those bets those prop bets were voided I, I guess I'm I'm more mm-hmm. I, I'm curious. So you just started seeing a pile of money. Like people assume. So everybody everybody was on the Colts on Sunday. So people assume, the public assumes, Matt, I don't know if you know, that you guys have some inside information. You knew long ago that Matt Ryan was starting this game. And my point was more like, I don't think they have inside information. They just take big bets. And if somebody they respect wants to bet Mm -hmm. 20K, you move the line and that's it. So, or did you guys actually, or do people have actual inside information that Matt Ryan was starting? I had a couple of people tell me that Matt Ryan was going to start. I knew he was going to start. The, 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 oh, honestly, this feels dumb in hindsight, too, because I think Matt Ryan's played very well this year. But I, I also had thought, I think I mentioned on the show, that I thought going to Erlinger was actually the right idea. Like, yeah. I thought he was reasonable in the fact that he could run. And I thought he actually – I didn't see I didn't see the Patriots game. He played 
okay to good in the Washington game. And I didn't think it would matter much if Ryan started, but I mean, wow. I don't right. know, maybe the Raiders are just that bad on defense. Their defense line's terrible. I mean, Chandler Jones looks like a Halloween costume. Right. You well, El- I mean, Ellinger in that Patriots game was like the worst quarterback play you've ever seen. I mean, okay. so, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Game, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, it, Matt Ryan stinks, but I do think he's an upgrade on Ellinger. But anyways, story for another day. Uh, okay. I, you know, we did this once before. I was right. Matt was wrong. And this was when Atlanta played Cleveland and the total was like 50. And I was like, Matt. When the Falcons are playing Cleveland, we can't have the total at 50. Can we? And he was like, no, we can. We can. It came in at like 42 or something. Now they're back at it again. Chicago and Atlanta, two teams that loathe, loathe to throw the ball. All they want to do is run, 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 run. Mm-hmm. That, that runs the clock. How do we get 49 and a half? And, and I never bet sides and totals ever. You guys made me. I had to unload the clip on under 49 and a half. I, I couldn't help it. What is going on with the total in Bears and Falcons? Well, first off, I do think you have a good bet. that We have a slightly lower and a slightly lower. But let me ask you a couple questions, Adam. Tell me what – put the Falcons defense 1-32 to 32 within five seconds. Uh, 30. Really? Okay. Texans, you're ruining, Texans, you're Texans, and, here. Texans and Lions, I think, are worse. <laughs> the – we have the we have the Falcons and the Bears both about average offenses. I'm gonna guess you're gonna tell me the the Bears are a terrible offense as well. So I'll I'll, I'll stop the question. Uh, I think that most people have the Falcons and the Bears close to average in offense, and both have both very bad defenses. And I think that's in general like what you're missing with the total as far as like why isn't it 44? Clearly, these teams are conservative. They are slower pace, but. Honestly, most teams in the NFL go, go a very, very similar pace. Like outside of the Cowboys, the Chargers, Eagles a little bit. Basically, everybody runs very slow now. And keep in mind, even most how many incomplete passes are the passing versus running doesn't make a huge difference right now in the NFL. Most passes are efficient and completed. And from a pace perspective, it really doesn't make a lot of difference. Now, again, that being said, I we do have this total of like 47, 47 and a half. And I, I do think you have, especially 49 and a half, 50 is good bets to the under. But the reason the total is higher is both these teams have average or maybe very slightly under average offenses and very bad defenses. See, that's interesting because my, my thought was, yes, I agree. They'll both be efficient running the ball. I don't think Justin Fields, what he's doing is sustainable whatsoever. He's not going to keep running for 60 yard touchdowns right and like david montgomery is not an explosive runner either the falcons backs aren't going to run for long touchdowns so then you get the clock running and i get that a lot of nfl passes are completed but the average completion rate in the nfl is still like 30 percent, 35 percent are going to be incomplete especially when you're talking about mariota and fields so uh, yeah I, I do think that it uh, maybe more than you it makes a big difference all the incomplete passes that stop the clock or at least whatever however many incomplete passes there are that stop the clock but man i i'm sure it's right i have so much respect for the nfl market but i think under, I know better, under here in Bears-Falcons. I mean, certainly Atlanta and Chicago are slower paces. Like, Atlanta's been running their uh, uh, game-adjusted clock about almost 30 seconds per play, which is a lot. But the average this year is like 26 and a half, 27. So that's maybe part of the issue. These defenses are bad, too. And I think I maybe I like feels more than most. And there's actually a lot of money in the – Almost everybody I respect is on the Bears this week, and mm-hmm. I think the Bears are a good bet. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there is certainly a lot of money on the Bears as we flip over. Uh, let me flip over to the spread here. Yeah. So we're seeing some two and a halves out there now. I believe oh, they're. Wow. The, I, didn't, I didn't even know there were two and a halves. Yeah. 
uh three actually it's, it is painted three publicly circa does have uh, a two and a half out there i know not everybody has circa available to them okay bears plus three, bear, bears plus three minus nine is a good bet yes maybe we don't give out enough bets on this show that's a good bet yes okay um all right let's go to the cooper cup and the ram stuff so the cooper cup stuff was known before this line came out i don't know if the Stafford stuff was known when the line came out, but we did see like a three and a half go to two and a half here. Sounds like there's a lot of money on the Rams. Do you think people are maybe going over their numbers and being like Cooper Cup is worth more than maybe we initially thought? Because God, when you replace Cooper Cup with Ben Skyrenick, I mean, this team had nothing besides Cooper Cup going for them beforehand. They have no run game. They have no offensive line, but it sounds like there's still money on the Rams here. I I don't know, man. What's going on with Rams Saints line? I'm not sure what that opener was all about honestly maybe maybe the market thought that there was a chance Stafford wouldn't play yeah I think that the I think in general the the market and the deck prison models feel that the Rams are probably even without cup which who is a very good very valuable player the Rams probably very slightly better than the Saints so we would expect to see the Saints at like 55 maybe 56 percent here and I, I have no idea why that line was for there's been plenty of money on the the, the rim no one's going to bet the Saints at better than, you know, 50. Maybe somebody will lay two and a half minus 10, but. Right. Uh, I don't think, go on. I was just going to ask, do you think Cup is worth the most to the spread? And that doesn't mean he's the best receiver, but is he worth the most to the spread out of any wide receiver in the NFL? Probably just because they're the, the Rams offense based on the offensive line has been, they've been relegated to a screen offense and Cup is really good at running with football. Not to mention he can, you know, take any play and, break at 80 yards and you know those quick you know quick three step five step drop passes i mean i think he's insanely valuable and i still think this line should be you know 55 56 percent the, the, what was out there before was crazy and this line's not going anywhere from here right okay uh a lot of people casuals are going to pull up this week's spreads and they're going to say matt the minnesota vikings are eight and one they're at home and they are an underdog to the dallas cowboys i mean Minnesota fans are incensed at the lack of respect that they are getting in markets right now by all sharp people, you know, have the Vikings rated, you know, somewhere between like sixth and 10th or whatever in the league. And the Vikings fans are saying, what more do we have to do? We won in Buffalo. We're, we're eight and one. What more do the Vikings have to do to get some respect from the market here? Why do you think the Vikings are a home dog here? Well, I'll say one thing about respect. If you bet your money, you don't give a darn about respect because if you're not, if your team's not getting respect, that means you're getting better price. So the whole respect thing is if you're not willing to bet your money on whatever the opinion is. So I would say to the Vikings fans that think that the eight and one is worth more than, you know, the play on the field. Well, now that we have like 30 States available for legal betting, get to one of them, get your money down. This is, this is what it's all about. This is, this is what the greatest thing about gambling is. You have an opinion, your team's eight and one. You want to say you're better than the Cowboys were at home. Well, (laughs) <laughs> we're taking like 40k on the game right now and i mean honestly it'll that limit will go up you can bet a lot of money on the vikings if you think that one is wrong that's my my but so my my, my, my coy answer to the respect thing why why do you think that the underlying numbers favor the cowboys here i guess because I, there's definitely a lot of metrics mm-hmm. that the casual people don't see that goes into this and obviously to be a favorite on the road you have to be significantly better in the underlying mm-hmm. metrics for sure than the for sure team. yeah for sure. I mean, the, the Vikings are a tricky team. I mean, a lot of uncertainty. New coach who has been good. I mean, obviously a great, you know, great receiver. They, 
But when you look at their like actual play to play data and stats in the year, it's they're an average football team, and the the, the, the Cowboys are not an average football team. The, the, the Cowboys have a I'm not saying they're playing this way right now, but they have the possibility to be the best team in the NFC. They, they clearly have more talent, and their play by play numbers for this year are significantly better than the Vikings. And that's why the Cowboys are favorite. And our models actually made the Cowboys a larger favorite than this. Interesting. Have you seen a lot of money on Cowboys? I assume you have. Uh, there's been from... two way money. There's, there's two been, way there's Viking money. Yeah. And I mean, with Micah Parsons in the defensive line and then also the offensive line, you could say is now top five in the league. Again, also like line play is so good for Dallas right now and getting Dak back as well. Definitely an interesting game there for sure. Cowboys are a very good football team and the, the Vikings are the average football team with an eight and one record. Yep. Um, okay. That's what I wanted to talk about is this game moving situation. How did you guys handle the Bills, uh, Browns, situation mm-hmm. i assume well our bets should i guess the question is should bets be void mm-hmm. because i'm not a fan of cancellations ever i think you make a bet that bet should stand and the the deck prism recommended rules in general is any bet on the on two teams that bet is for the next time those two teams play wherever they play so the the in coming years i believe this will even be the case for baseball i to the point of where if you have, let's say, the third game of a series rained out and the next game is actually in the other team's park, I'm in favor of letting those bets stand. Now, I'm also in favor of, you know, the customer's always right. And if the customer says, you know, I want that bet canceled, especially if the bet's far enough off, I'm also in favor of canceling the bet at the customer's discretion if they don't want their money tied up for, you know, weeks on end for sure. But I, I think that as a sports book operator, we shouldn't be canceling bets. You make a bet – that bet should stand unless there's a plus like they don't play basically, or the game doesn't end, you know, things like that. I do I certainly do not think that should be canceled when, when the games are moved. And uh, yeah, few of our clients actually have these bets standing. Some don't. We always say these different rules. Now I think we'll see more and more and more across the board. Bets will stand unless the customer, you know, the customer doesn't want to, you know, that type of thing versus, Oh, well, the game's now moved. Rebet yeah. your game. The list of pitcher damn pitch. Rebet your game. Honestly, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. You make a bet, that bet your stand. That ticket goes as written. Okay. Your result. You pay the winner. You move on. That's our, that, that's our industry. And, and I like that. That's fine. But in this case, DraftKings actually is on the hook for a ton here because mm-hmm. DraftKings rules and most of the other books, legal books, uh, were not like this. DraftKings rules mm-hmm. was. If the game gets moved, this is in the house rules, bet stands, which is what mm-hmm. Matt is saying. Right. So they hung 43, 42, 41. Mm-hmm. I know people that were getting 5K, 10K, 20K on the overs there, okay, at 42. Now the bet stands. It's in a dome. Everything's different. Now you see the total up at 49 and a half. Mm-hmm. DraftKings is on the hook here for what I assume to be a lot. So I'm guessing people bet under too. Like, I mean, this, this, this honestly isn't a ton different to last week's you know, my, my diatribe on here we are booking whether Josh Allen's going to play, right? This mm-hmm. is kind of the same thing with this total. You're, you're really booking the weather, right? And on one hand, I thought, honestly, I thought the tunnel was crazy even in Buffalo. Like, I'm looking at the weather. I'm like, okay, it's going to snow a lot, but it's done snowing on Saturday. I was, I was asking our traders, I'm like, is the plow going to break? I'm like, <laughs> are they going to get the people to the game and not the snow plow? Like, they have 
12 hours to get the snow off the field. You know, I was I was expecting if they played in Buffalo, the, the total would be, you know, ridiculously low. Now, my take from a market maker perspective is leave the limit low enough that you take the bet, you move the line, and you do that in such a way that you're able to balance your action. You say the draft is look. It's very possible the DraftKings did well on this. I mean, plenty of people that bet under. We, mm-hmm. we certainly took nothing but under, under bets, despite, again, most of our clients having the rule that those bets now stand with a total of 49 in the dome. And I don't I don't think it's a, like a like – a, I think the Josh Allen thing is a much bigger deal. Why? Well, everybody knew exactly the status of this, right? You're, you can watch the weather. It, it was not like a few people – there's not some guy in the clouds just knows how much it's going to snow or what the weather is going to be at the game. So the difference between the Josh Allen thing is some people actually knew that information, right? right. And weren't telling anybody. In this case, you're just going to bet on what the weather well, is. And that's I, fine. A lot of noise, a lot of variance. Put a number up, take a bet, move the number. Right. The only thing I would say is that there are people who knew that the game was going to get moved, right? Like I started hearing before it was announced that the game was going to get moved. And mm-hmm. then I was able to, Probably you know, true. go on well, DraftKings. The yeah. NFL should be more upfront with these things, you know, because yeah. – the more information everybody has, the cleaner it all is, and the more fair everybody will think it is, and the more money the NFL will make. Okay. What do you think about this total in general now that we know it's a neutral field? These neutral field spots, you know, I feel like it's always somewhat tricky. We talked about this with mm-hmm. some of the Europe stuff, more introduces more variants. Bills have to get from Buffalo to Detroit. Cleveland's mm-hmm. taking buses up to Detroit. What do you think about this game and this total? Have you seen any money, any uh, one-way action on this game? Not not really. I mean, make the number about 50, make the number 40. Like, I thought the number should be like 48, 48 and a half before any weather, whatever it was going to be in Buffalo. Uh, definitely uncertainty of the fact that the Bills are having trouble traveling. They missed a practice. But they've also lost a couple straight games. And sometimes I have a, like a very unproven, very uh, anecdotal theory that if you have a team with talent that – is running bad or, you know, they're struggling. They're catching some negative variances the Bills had the last couple weeks. I mean, the Bills basically kicked the Vikings' ass last week and still lost, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's maybe better to have this type of thing happen. Miss a practice to where you're not you're not quite so – you're less stressed. The weight's not on your shoulders. You're not like, oh, my God, what do I do here? What do I do here? You can just go out and play. Like, here's some basic plays. Go out and run them, you know, and – that might really help us, you know, yeah, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. I mean, obviously the talents on the, the Buffalo side that could work in their favor that they're kind of missing their normal week here. Yeah, it looks like mostly seven and a half out there. It looks like you guys are at eight, though, so leaning a little bit towards Buffalo, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, there's no intentional lean or anything. I mean, those numbers are close. I think there's – I think Pentacle's like eight and a half, mm-hmm. if I remember right. I was about to look. I hadn't yeah. seen it for, since this morning, but – I think this number of eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. I mean, yeah. Pinnacle's six. at seven and a half minus one oh nine uh right now. Um, that's like eight, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the eight's worth like two percent. So like seven and a half to eight and a half is worth like eight to nine cents total. So like if you see like you know, Adam saying like their pinnacle median number is like basically saying that the Buffalo Bills will cover seven and a half fifty one percent of the time. Well, if they'll cover seven and a half fifty one percent of the time and the eight lands two total percent. Then like eight will land fifty percent. That's where I was trying to get my number from. Yep. All right. Perfect. That is going to do it for the week ten betting show. Appreciate you all being here. Be be sure you're following Matt on Twitter for his controversial hot takes on quarterbacks and betting industry stuff at Davidow 
Matthew. Oh, and in-game coaching. Those are the most controversial tweets that Matt makes. The in-game coaching decisions, field goals, punts, fourth down decisions. People love those uh, decisions and what Matt's models have for what the coaches should have done and how it affects their win probability. Those tweets, Matt. Those I, are only, I only tweet the real controversial ones anymore, too. Like I, I tweeted the one about them scoring on purpose because I, I thought people were going to really disagree with that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, when people people love getting steamed up about coaching decisions. So follow Matt, David out, Matthew, on Twitter. Appreciate the time, Matt. For Matthew, for producer Adam, I am Adam. Good luck, everybody.